This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly sponsored by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. As a city supporter, we know you value delivery, and McDelivery is up there with the very best. You'll always be winning with McDelivery because just like Kevin De Bruyne, McDelivery puts your order right on a plate. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered as well. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for you tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. As a certain Robert Smith from The Cure once said, it's Friday, I'm in love. Well, you should be, ladies and gentlemen, because boy, have we got a treat for you. Kicking the weekend off in style, it's the first episode in our brand new series, You Heard It Here First a weekly prediction show where we turn the heat up and offer some hot takes ahead of the weekend Premier League matches. It's Friday the 4th of November. I'm Amos Murphy. I'm Adam Booker. And I'm Ollie Coulson. And this is the City Report Podcast. Unbelievable! Manchester United 1, Manchester City 6, it's 2 for Dzeko. Tottenham Hotspur 3, Manchester City 4. They have made the impossible possible. It's Friday, boys. Got that weekend feeling. City are back at home again, which feels like every single game this season has been at home. And and there's still three home games to come, it's mad. Um, But we'll take it. First things first, Adam, welcome back. You you ditched us for a couple of days. You made up a convenient excuse that your power had gone out, so you uh, so you could avoid us. But um, you finally shown up for a show, which is which is nice to see your face again. Welcome back. Yeah, I made up a whole windstorm just so I didn't have to sit here on uh, on FaceTime for twenty minutes with you. Pretty believable it's story. Not FaceTime. I, I don't I don't know why you said FaceTime. We don't record on FaceTime. Yeah. Listen. <laughs> It's 8.42 in the morning. I rolled out of bed at like 8.12. I've got three sips of, of caffeine in me. Yeah, I might, I might yeah. call you by the wrong name at some point. <laughs> um, please don't. Um, and yeah, I have to say a big welcome to Ollie. Ollie, you're the fourth debutant on this week's show. I feel a bit like Ollie Gunnar Solskjaer handing out debuts. to And to the 17th Ollie the as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it seems like everyone's called Ollie. Um, it's great to have you, mate. It, it, it's great to have a proper Northerner in the building with us as well. Uh, we're taking over. The, the North is uniting. Finally, finally. It's like Game of Thrones when Rob, when um, John and Sansa meet up again. 
That's exactly what it's like. The North remembers. Yeah, yeah, the North does remember. Um, right, should we crack on with today's episode then? Because it, it's going to be a cracker. Just in time for mm. Guy Fawkes night, we've got fireworks around the corners. Um, as part, <laughs> That was terrible, I'm sorry. As part of the New Look City Report podcast format, we'll be using this Friday show, as the title probably says, um, each week to preview the upcoming weekend Premier League action and offer some predictions along the way as well. But there will be a little bit of a twist. We're not just going to sit here and go, I think, Fulham will lose 2-0 to City. I think Brentford will do this. But we're gonna we're gonna turn the heat up a little bit, let's say. Um Adam, seeing as though my back has been killing from carrying this podcast for the last two days, I'll pass over to you and you can do some further explaining about how this show might look. Because this today's episode is gonna be a bit different to the ones in future episodes because we've not actually got any predictions to look back on. But I'll let you do some explaining how it's gonna work. Yeah, so as you said, it's not the normal boring score predictions for 10 games every single weekend. It's going to be a bit more hard-hitting predictions. So they're going to be tangible, things that you can track by statistics. Um, They're going to be predictions like, I predict there will be three hat-tricks scored in the Premier League this weekend. I predict that hmm, let's see what's another these aren't your predictions by the way we're not getting into these are are hypothetical these are hypothetical predictions i predict that six defenders will score goals in the premier league this weekend so they will they will be tangible quantifiable Mm. predictions but they're a little bit more hard-hitting a little bit more um uh, parlays is parlay a word that you guys use in betting there or is that am i just I think I've seen it on a deep dark yeah. dive on the Bet365 app, but I don't know what it means. Do you okay. explain? Do you explain? I'm not a bi- I'm not a big better either because it's actually not legal in the state that I live in. It's legal in some states in the US and That's crazy. illegal That's in some. Um, but it's where you tie in multiple predictions with uh with each other. So I predict Brentford will score four goals this weekend and Blank will score one. Blank will score one. Blank will score one, yeah. and that's a they they all kind of follow on each other. It's a domino effect of predictions, essentially. Right. I think okay. it may be a little bit like a bet builder or an accumulator. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Like yeah, that. similar to that. Yeah. Right. So, okay. anyways, so that's that's that the gist build. of it. Yeah, and 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 every every Friday show, we will look back at the previous week's predictions, see who got what correct, who see who got what incorrect. And we'll give new predictions. And we are also going to keep a league table of all of the hosts and guests on the show to track who gets the most predictions correct each season. So it'll be it'll be fun. And we haven't decided on it yet, but Amos and I will put our heads together and decide on some sort of league trophy to to mail to the to the victor at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, or or maybe get the the loser to do a forfeit, and if it's anything to go by the the City Report Fantasy Premier League table, Adam, it looks like you'll be coming dead last in this as well. Um, right, I think the t- I think <laughs> I think the the important thing from that spiel was the quantifiable predictions, because even though they're not, this will be two nil, this will be three two, or whatever. It's not going to be as simple as Harry Kane will have a good game because. My good game is different to your good game, Ollie, and it's different to Adam's good game. So the important bit is we're going to say something that come Monday or come next Friday, we can look back and go, yes, that happened. No, that didn't happen. Um, I think that makes sense. If not, mm-hmm. then tough luck. We're going to get into it. Um, Ollie, as your as your 
the guest as you're the uh, debutant. I'll let you go first. But before you do, I'm just going to read through the fixtures so we know what we're working with because some games might be more important than others, but but some might be sort of altogether. Um, it'll make sense in a minute. But this weekend, we've got Leeds versus Bournemouth, Manchester City, of course, versus Fulham, Nottingham Forest versus Brentford, Wolves versus Brighton, Everton versus Leicester, Chelsea versus Arsenal, Aston Villa versus Man United, Southampton, Newcastle, that is a hoof for the Newcastle fans, West Ham versus Crystal Palace and Tottenham, Liverpool. So now we've got that out of the way, Ollie, take it away. You can have the floor. Give us your prediction for match day 15, I think it is, of the Premier League season. So mine is specific to two games exactly, and that is there will be more goals in the Spurs v Liverpool match than Chelsea versus Arsenal. Okay. Not, I don't, I don't, I don't want to give a full score prediction, but I can just see Spurs Liverpool being a defensive disaster class because both <laughs> sides look leaky, both sides have goal scorers. I can, I can just see mad things happening in that game, and Chelsea Arsenal will be a ball fest as they always are. <laughs> And it, it kind of adds up for me, I think, because it's in that half four Sunday slot in the UK. What 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 time is that on your coast, Adam? Um, on the I keep getting this wrong. The West Coast. What is the half four on a Sunday? The latest game on a Sunday. What does that? What is that in in Portland? The Premier League website's telling me eight thirty a.m. kickoff, but the clocks do go back this weekend, so I don't know if they've accounted for that. Right. So either eight thirty right. or seven thirty. Right, so early doors, but Ollie, you'll know, it seems every single weekend that half-four slot is a cracker. And I, I remember last season, actually, that Tottenham-Liverpool game was one of the best ones of the season. It was just up to Christmas, so you could you could be in for a winner there. Um, Adam, what did you make of that prediction? More goals in the Tottenham-Liverpool game than the Chelsea versus Arsenal fixture. Yeah, Tottenham's... Um style of play as of late and especially in games against fellow big six clubs has me a bit worried for that prediction but I do agree if there if there is an early goal scored in that game and and either of the two teams has to kind of go out of their way to get back into the game it it could be an absolute goal fest and let's hope that it's some sort of like eight eight draw in which three or four players (laughs) uh come down with non-serious injuries are you wishing England's captain out of the world cup is that what you've just done? Because you'll have the whole nation against you, Adam. Do you want to start a war with the Brits? I'm more concerned about my nation and what happens for the World Cup. And yeah, <laughs> Harry, Harry Kane missing the World Cup would be a godsend for for my nation. Even though it won't it won't matter because we're going to finish in fourth either way. But it, it would help. Oh, really? That's interesting. I'm not too sure. Um, we, we will do some World Cup predictions a little bit like this. But um, Ollie, are you going to put your neck on the line and say? Around, I'm not going to say give us a definitive number, but how many goals over or under are you expecting in either match? If I was going to, if I was going to put an over under on it, I'd go over six point five for so seven essentially. Mm. Set seven or more in the um, Spurs v Liverpool Ooh. game. I think Chelsea Arsenal is going to be like a one 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 two one at most. That's brazen. Because Arsenal are due a bad result. They've had, they've ha- they keep getting good results out of games where they haven't performed too well. While Chelsea are just dour. They're dour. They're boring. It's quite funny to watch. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I can just see Spurs v Liverpool being an absolute cracker, and mm. I think there's, I think it's going to be like four three or something. And right. now I've said that, I'll be it'll be nil nil. Yeah, yeah, it'll be one nil to Liverpool. But I will take it. Yeah, um, I will take it. So. 
Adam, what, what what have you made of Arsenal? Because we meant to do this chat before City played at Arsenal, and obviously that game didn't happen. The top of the table at the moment, the what is it? Two points ahead of City. Yeah, two points ahead of City. For me, how I see it, a lot of people are writing them off saying they're not title contenders, which may be true, may not be. But for me, how I see it, as long as they're top of the table, they're in contention for the title until they drop away. And it's the same with Liverpool. It's the same with Chelsea. It's the same with Newcastle. Same with any team at the moment within, a you know, I'm not going to say Nottingham Forest are going to win the league, but until they are not necessarily mathematically out of reach, but realistically out of reach, they're a title contender. And, you know, the columnists have told us City are ruining the league. Haaland's boring to watch. City should just disappear and play in their own division in Abu Dhabi, wherever it is. But Arsenal are top. So for me, at the moment, they have to be title contenders. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I think they're certainly a contender. I don't think you get through 12 games played and, and be top of the table and not be considered a, a contender. My, my only worry, if I were an Arsenal fan, would be the fact that when you look at champions in the past five or six years, they tend to blow teams away pretty often. And I don't get that feeling with Arsenal that I feel like they're having to play on high alert for 90 minutes every single week. Whereas in years past with City, Liverpool, um, you know, they they blow teams away and they'll, they'll have games wrapped up by minute 70. And, and I think that mm. by the end of the season, over 38 games, I think that takes its toll on a team to have to play, you know, kind of, with stress for 90 minutes as opposed to maybe being stressed for 65, 70 and then taking your foot yeah. off the break and, or taking your foot off the gas, sorry, and, and kind of passing the ball around in a circle like we've seen City do many times every season. So I think they need to start winning games more comfortably for me to consider them doing things like going on 10 to 15 game win streaks, which we've seen that that's kind of what it takes to win the league these years, these seasons is, mm-hmm. is going on big win streaks. Um, so I think that would be my only concern with them, but you can't, you can't consider them not a contender when they're two points ahead of the team that, um, you know, everybody has, has pipped to win the title. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Nice to put, um, Ollie, just to wrap on this point then, obviously City are, are two points behind, as we said, City play Fulham on the Saturday. I think it's an early kickoff for, for Chelsea Arsenal opportunity, perhaps for Arsenal to drop points. How important do you think it is from a City point of view? City go into the the World Cup break is that what we're calling it? Yeah, it's not. It is a winter break, isn't it? What what the gap in between the Premier League season stopping and starting? How important do you think it is City go into that on top, or at least within this sort of two point touching distance to Arsenal as it stands? Does it matter if City come out of that World Cup break three or four points behind Arsenal? Do they have it to to catch up with them, or or do you feel like City have to? be either first or one or two points behind to really stay in contention after the uh, after Christmas and heading into the new year? I, I don't think it's imperative, but I think everyone at the club and everyone who supports City will want that. You know, Frankly, I don't want the gap to be two points. I want to be three, four, five ahead of Arsenal. Mm. But, you know, and we've had and there's been opportunities where Arsenal have looked better. But for City, I think we've just got to, we've just got to focus on ourselves. I think we can't get caught up looking at what Liverpool are doing or what or what Arsenal are doing or what Man United are doing or whoever else, because that's when we all as a fan base just get a bit jittery and a bit worried. If mm. we just look at what, what City are doing, and for the most part this season, we've been getting results a lot that we just when we haven't really looked complete over the ninety minutes, especially recently. 
Um, I mean, the, the, ga- the game in midweek is a perfect example. 45 minutes where it wasn't great, then mm. Pep makes a change. Se- second half, we blow them away. Um, so I think it's, it, as long as we're in touching distance, it'll keep the media going, oh, City are imploding, mm. as they like to do whenever we drop a couple of points. But is it is it the biggest loss in the world if we're three or four behind going uh, coming back after coming back after the World Cup? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll wait and see. These two Premier League fixtures remain, of course, this weekend and next Carabao Cup in the middle of that. But um, yeah, to, to summarise, Arsenal versus Chelsea will have fewer goals than Tottenham versus Liverpool. Is Ollie's prediction? Adam, over to you. Take it away. What are you predicting for this weekend's Premier League football? I went I went back and forth a little bit. I was thinking of maybe doing a, a red card prediction, but then <clears throat> I saw that red cards are super down in the Premier League this year. So I have gone for something a little bit more obscure. And I'm going to predict that three players will score their first goal of the season in the Premier League this weekend. That might be three players <laughs> from the same game. It might be three players from, from three different games. Either way, three players. And I'm, I'm looking at the injuries right now, and it feels like there's tons of injuries all over the league. So I'm going to capitalize mm-hmm. on that and say three players will score their first goal of the Premier League season this weekend. That is, we're only on episode one of this series. That is perhaps the boldest we can expect this season. So have you have you looked at who scored, who hasn't so far this season? Do, do you know who you're targeting? For example, you're looking at the Brighton versus Wolves game and going, there's a Brighton centre-back in there, I don't know, Estepan, he's going to get his first goal. You know, have you done any research into this or have you just plucked it from thin air? No, yeah, I've I've not done any research. It's just <laughs> a hope and a prayer. Uh, I, don't, I don't think, Ollie, I don't think I can even name one player who hasn't scored this season, um, even for City. Let's see. Cole Palmer. Cole Palmer, yeah, Prem soon come. Cole, 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 Cole Palmer comes on, 15 minutes to go, 85th minute. There we go. That's what that, yeah. I think. Grealish. Um, I don't think Grealish I mean, has a Premier League goal, does he? Yes, he does. He's scored against Wolves. He does. Wolves. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so you right. can tell, um, tell someone I mean, didn't do the research. No, I, I didn't. I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, Nottingham Forest probably still have about ten debutants yeah. to come. So <laughs> true. Yeah, you, you never yeah. know. Yeah, Nottingham Forest. All the goals can come in their game. Yeah, Nottingham Forest this season are a bit like a Sunday League team where. They start the season with a full squad and then by about October, they're having to call new recruits every single week because everyone's either injured or hung over from the night before. And they've just got a squad list of about 77 players at the end of the season. So you're absolutely spot on. I didn't even think of Nottingham Forest. There is your, what is it, three new goal scorers? Is yes. that what you said? Yeah, DMH. Well, put your neck on the line, Adam, and say any player from the who? Premier League who you might think scores a goal. Ollie's given you Cole Palmer, so you can't have him. And Anyone else that you might think will get on the score sheet for the first time? Oh. Uh, for a bonus point, I'll dangle that carrot in front of you. <laughs> let's let's take a look here. Alright, I'm going to go with, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take Ollie's shout with force. I'm going to say Jesse Lingard gets his first goal of the season at the weekend against Jay Palace. Lings. Jay Lings, if he scores, will you do the celebration? Do you do you do the celebration? Like yeah, that? I'll I'll, I'll post a picture of me doing it. Yeah, because I got a bonus point. <laughs> um, right, okay. Um, three goal scorers who haven't scored a Premier League goal. Is it Premier League goal? Just yes. The, yeah. Yes. So it's not just a goal all season, right? Okay. Yes. Three scorers who haven't scored a Premier League goal this season will score this weekend. 
according to Adam. Get that in your parlays, boys. Get that in your bets. DMA. And, and Rico Lewis hot streak. Yes, yeah, two from two. <laughs> um right, okay, that'll do for part one. Um we'll be back in part two where I'll give my probably more realistic prediction for this weekend's action. Welcome back to the City Report podcast. If you haven't already, go back and listen to all of this week's episodes. They'll they'll still be in date, as we like to say. Plenty of great content, lots of different guests, cracking insight as well. Um, share the episodes if you can as well. Follow, subscribe, leave a rating, leave a review if you can. We really appreciate the support so far. Um, right, okay, my turn. So, so I've had I've done a little bit more research than Adam. I've actually looked at the Premier League fixtures this weekend, and as Ollie <laughs> alluded to, you've got a couple of big teams playing against each other. And for me, this season, unlike last season, which I don't know if this aids or hampers your uh, your bet. I know they said your bet. We've had too much betting chatter. Gamble responsibly, boys and girls. Your prediction, Ollie. They've been quite low scoring affairs unless they include Manchester United of course so looking at that I'm, I'm going to go a little bit bold and I'm going to say my prediction this weekend will be I'm going to have to do some specification here the team's currently in the bottom half of the table before a ball was kicked so at the start of the weekend the teams from 11th to 20th will score more goals than the teams in the top half so first to 10th I think it is yeah I'm getting a nod um so currently as things stands I make it Nottingham Forest Wolves Leicester Southampton Aston Villa Leeds Bournemouth West Ham Everton Brentford their games will have more goals than the teams in the top half oh no 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 I've already balls it up those teams will score more goals than the teams in the top half let me make that clear so the teams I just listed will score more goals than First to tenth. Does that make sense, Ollie? Have you got that? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think it does. I'm with you. Um, as as you alluded to, it does mess up my prediction a little bit. So we're, <laughs> yeah, you know, we're not just yeah, fight, we're not fighting for points here. We're we're, fight, we're fighting against each other here, yeah. which is um, which is fun. I could see it because I mean, there's been so many leaky defenses in the bottom half. Mm. Um, Nottingham Forest. Especially Bournemouth have been nine nilled. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. For, Forest have taken a few beings. They just keep coming to mind. Wolves as well. They can't score at all. Mm. Um, so who, who are Wolves playing? Yeah, mm, Brighton. Okay, they're, they're not. They're so. I could see it. Mm. I could see it. But um, I hope. I hope my prediction survives that one. Yeah, well, we could, we could make a deal. You could have a nil-nil in Chelsea-Arsenal and a, and a one-nil yeah, in Liverpool-Tottenham, which which would suit us both, I suppose. It might not be good mm. for Adam's uh, new scorer prediction, but, um, <laughs> but we'll wait and see with that. Adam, what did you make of that? More, te- more goals will be scored by bottom-half teams than top-half teams over the weekend action. You say you did your research. I'm not so sure. I'm looking at the at the table right now. There's only two teams in the bottom half of the of the table that have outscored any teams in the top half currently, and that's Brentford and Leicester. So you're going to have to be breaking a trend here as far as goals scored. But I, I I love it for the opening week of of weekend predictions. I think it's I think it's a fantastic prediction. I'm not going for that. This is the thing. I'm not going for on sort of current form because obviously the teams in the bottom half are going to have scored fewer goals. That's sort of how it works. 
I'm going on this weekend with a couple of the big teams playing each other. I mean, Man City versus Fulham is a top-half fixture in itself. So there's one team you're hoping in Fulham, Touchwood, who aren't going to get many goals. I'm going for the teams in the bottom half at the moment. I reckon they're going to have a free-scoring weekend. Two weeks before the World Cup, just let loose. Listen, I'm all, for, I'm all for it. And it's going to be fun to to keep an eye on. I don't, uh, I don't have much faith in it, but I'm all for it. <laughs> I guess the only issue for me is I mentioned the, the couple of weeks before the World Cup. Did teams sort of take the foot off the gas? I don't know. I guess we'll use that to segue into a wider, just a few minutes on City versus Fulham itself. Um, Ollie, quickly before we wrap then, obviously two Premier League games before the World Cup, keep reiterating. Three overall, including the Carabao Cup. Still awaiting an update on Haaland's fitness. He's missed the last couple of matches, of course, but a strong performance from Julian Alvarez in midweek. What are you expecting from the Blues tomorrow at the Etihad against Fulham? Well, if Haaland plays, then it could, it could be another hat-trick. You know, it's, mm. been, it's been a few weeks. Yeah, um, yeah. But uh, I, I, th- I think it'll be routine, regardless. A City, City are due a performance where they come out from minute one, dominate, and just look on top... Fulham are a dangerous side. They're much better than everyone's predicted. Alexander Mitrovic actually looks like a Premier League striker, which yes, is he does. quite amazing to see. Um, but I think I think we'll have too much for them. You look at past form when because uh, Fulham's team hasn't changed massively since they were last in the Premier League, and those games were I think two nil and three nil. So I think it'll be something like something like that where it's just routine, get the job done, um, and then. Yeah, and then look and then look at the other fixtures for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, it, it's interesting, isn't it? You say the Fulham of this season is absolutely nothing like the Fulham we've seen in their last what it feels like about five Premier League campaigns. They've been up and down, but it's largely actually you look at it. There, there aren't that many new additions. There's additions in key areas. Obviously, Andreas Pereira's come in from formerly United. He came from Brazil. Uh, Willian as well. Another they've raided the Brazilian market, and you know these players who didn't really cut it in the Premier League in their last stints. Obviously, William was great at one point, but he's getting on a bit. Pereira never really looked like he had the, the juice. But they've come in, they've really aided, and, and they've got the best, as you say, out of Alexander Mitrovic. So I think going off, um, when was it, City Play Sevilla, Wednesday night's performance, it was a little bit shaky at the back. I think that will have to be key to keep Mitrovic quiet, obviously, if he starts, he had a couple of injury issues. Um, Adam, you went on the Sevilla review. What did you make of City that that evening because you've had you personally and it's very uncharacteristic I have to say for you to be grumpy but you've had a couple of gripes with City in recent weeks haven't you and and that felt like a bit more of a fluid performance yeah I mean it, the best thing I can say is I enjoyed watching the game for the first time in <laughs> weeks I mean the, the Brighton game was obviously fun for individual moments um, a couple of mm. weekends ago but yeah largely the way that City have played essentially since Kyle Walker went down with an injury has made me want to pluck my eyeballs out of my face. Um, so it, it was fun to watch. And, and, and like, I think you did read out my tweet on, on yesterday's episode mm, that yeah. I think the, the overlapping fullbacks played into that. Um, <clears throat> it meant that Grealish had room to cut inside. Mares had room to cut inside. Um, and there was just more going on in and around the box. There was more room for overloads and triangles and a half space and, and things like that that just made for better entertainment. And and you know, say what you will about the quality of the players that were playing. Maybe Gomez wasn't great defensively on the night, um, but it was fun to watch. 
and mm. I, I really enjoyed it. And and obviously it was a dead rubber. It it didn't mean anything. And this weekend I'm sure we're going to see the hybrid back three again, and we're going to see either probably John Stones at right back if if Akanji's not fit. Um, so it was a nice oasis in the desert. <laughs> Would you start Rico Lewis, Ollie? I know it's um, it, it feels like maybe we're jumping on the bandwagon the, the, a little bit, but I mean, I've been on that bandwagon for a few months now. Um, <laughs> you can tell you play FM twenty three. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've been I've been pl- I've been playing that kid relentlessly in my save, but in real life, why not? You know, City hmm. look City look better when we've got when we've got a proper right back, and when we've got you know, even if it's Kinsella, when Kinsella's at left back, and it just looks. It just looks more fluid. It looks better. I, the three, the fullbacks tucking in just doesn't do it for me. While the mm. fullbacks bombing up and down the wing like Rico was doing last uh, the other night was fun. It's just fantastic. Mm. Um, if he doesn't start on against Fulham, then he has to start the Carabao Cup game for me because okay. when a player's jumping into that sort of form, and you can say oh, it's only one game, but when a player he looks up for it like he did, you've got to jump on it and you've got to keep it going because mm. the moment that drops, then you know you know that could be the end for a young player like that for a few months mm. especially in our first team yeah yeah I, I think the important thing to pick up on is the fact that he's been with the first team squad for what almost all the season and and that's reassuring isn't it, it wasn't a case that he was just given a match for the sake of it which I, I think some of those who were upset Carlos Borges didn't get in the squad maybe felt like it would have been, okay, he's been given token minutes. Whereas for Rico Lewis, he's been coming on as a sub. He's been doing bits and bobs. He's been with within the squad and he's earned his place. So if he starts on Saturday against Fulham or he starts next Wednesday against Chelsea, it'll be absolutely deserved. 100%. I think it's interesting because we, just on the, on the discussion about the system in general, it's interesting because Pep Guardiola is kind of made out to be a manager that plays his way unapologetically and it doesn't matter what you know the the outside world there's no outside influences to his thinking it's simply this is the way we play this is the way football is meant to be played and that's how I'm going to play mm-hmm. but that's not the case you know I've mentioned Jurgen Klopp and his philosophy on the show before that it doesn't matter if it's a 12 year old from the academy he will stick them in and they play the way they play and they get success that way it feels like Pep his his philosophy has kind of changed in recent seasons that it it's gone away from the philosophy of just putting players in fitting players in where they thrive and that they that fits into our system it's now putting the players that i want to play and we'll make it work mm. with those players on the pitch and we'll we'll tweak things to to fit the way that those players play. That that feels like a change in philosophy to me. That it feels like maybe four years ago, we would see more of Rico Lewis because the way that this team is getting success going forward is those overlapping fullbacks and inverted wingers. Whereas I don't see three years ago Pep saying, oh, Kyle Walker is injured. Let's put Nicholas Otamendi at right back. It would have been, who yeah, can we yeah. get in there to play at right back so that we can continue playing the way that we yeah. play successfully? That feels like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I need to go back and, and look at this situation more specifically and see when we've had injuries at fullback in the past. Um, but that feels like maybe a change in the thinking from Pep. Hmm. Although I'd love to have seen Nicholas Otamendi at right back. That would have been 
Oh, that would have been wild. That would have been unhinged. Um, right, okay, we'll, we'll call it a day for today's show. Um, just to bring it back to the, the purpose of the show, it was a prediction show. Ollie, you said Chelsea versus Arsenal. I don't know, I forgot the team. We'll have fewer goals than Liverpool versus Tottenham. Adam, you said there will be three new goal scorers that haven't scored a Premier League goal this season on the score sheet this weekend. And I said the teams currently in the bottom half of the Premier League table will score more goals than the teams in the top half. Now, next week, this time next week, we'll, we'll look back on those predictions, probably having all got three of them wrong between us. Um, hopefully, there'll be some that come true. And, and yeah, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll build up a, a league table as the weeks go on. But, um, Ollie, it's been a pleasure. Thank you very much for joining us. It's been a lot of fun and uh, we'll see you about. I didn't even mention you do plenty of work for City Report writing. So, um, if people want to check, check your work out, where can they go? Uh, City Report is uh, the best place to go. I do mostly match previews for for City Report. Um, and my Twitter feed is the best place to keep up with everything else that I do, which is occasional other bits of writing, uh, my own podcast and various other things. So my Twitter handle, at Ollie McCool, M-C-C-O-O-L-E. That's the best yeah. place to find me in all yeah, my magic. ramblings. And if you're not good at spelling, that will be the link to his Twitter will be down in the description of this episode <laughs> as well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Adam, welcome back, first and foremost. Secondly, that was fun, wasn't it? It was, yeah. I'm looking forward to doing this every week. I think the predictions will just get more and more unhinged as time goes on. I mm. think I think all of the guests on this show will be able to, to feed off of each other's and get inspiration from each other's. And I think we're just going to spiral out of control, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A lawless <laughs> state uh, is what the City Report podcast is. And listeners, if you've got any of your own, send them in. Obviously, when this show drops on a Friday, get them in before the weekend action and we'll, we'll see who's is- adding up and who's looking good and who's obviously got the, the worst predictions spoiler probably adam um right okay that'll do what a week it's been five episodes across five different days that's that for this week we'll be back on monday looking back at city's game against fulham at the etihad stadium until then i've been amos murphy i've been joined by adam booker and ollie mccool we'll see you later Make sure you're geared up for Man City's end-of-season running with McDelivery. Great food delivered right to your door. By using McDelivery, you won't miss a moment of City's crucial running, and just like Kevin De Bruyne, they deliver your order exactly where you want it. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? At participating restaurants only, 18 and plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply, see mcdonalds.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.